We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Monday, it's April 17th, it is 2023. We have a nice nine-game MLB slate to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm not going to rant about the 3640 games that are not included in this slate. Um, I've, my rant is over, I've said my piece. I don't understand why it matters if it's five games or 11 games and why they're not adding these, but anyway... Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what is happening, my friend? Listen, I'm excited, man. We uh I'm good. It's um this late. I, I, I'm happy to be here. Let me just say that. I think this is gonna be a good one. Not that the others have not been good, but um this is this is gonna be a good one. For sure. The slate is a doozy. Um, there are so <laughs> many ways to build on this slate. So I did um I do Sirius XM um uh, for the Rotor Grinder show on Sundays, and I've already kind of like talked about this slate and just kind of going through this slate on XM with Dean earlier. It's just like, man, this slate, there are a lot of ways to approach the slate. And I mean that's that's what <laughs> slates are really fun. So I'm excited to break it down what's up youtube hope you guys had a fantastic weekend thanks for hanging out with us in chat if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the rotor grinders morning grind youtube page and if you turn on notifications you'll know when we go live most most of the time it is 10 p.m on the east eastern um so east coast time so if you want to hang out with us live for the show i try to answer as many questions as i can in chat as we're going and uh, i mean listen we got a little and a little group that hangs out with us all the time, and they have a great time in chat. So come join the group. Again, I mentioned this on Friday. I'm going to say it again. Um, in the comment section on Rotor Grinders on the podcast page, I will be putting a link in there for a morning grind game, and you can join the morning grind league on DraftKings and play along. It's going to be like a $5 
probably do like a 30 man and if it fills early in the day we'll increase it to 35 and we'll keep going and we'll go and we'll go but we're gonna have some fun with it so that's it that's all the housekeeping stuff we got nine games i hope you guys had a great weekend let's jump in and talk some baseball we get started here with the philadelphia phillies they had a good weekend um what are they, what are they oh scoring my yesterday? god a bazillion they, runs they scored nine <laughs> runs in the first inning and i, know, I just i knew they weren't going to let uh luis Sesa come back out and they let him come back out steve he ended with three innings pitched 14 hits 12 runs it was insane i said <laughs> what in the world are the i think what happened was he gave up so many runs in the first they were like well we kind of can't go to the bullpen right now he just let him get eat away a couple more innings. Yeah, the Phillies had a big, big day, big day. I mean, at that point, don't you just like let him go out? If you, if like, if you don't pull him in the first when he's getting pounded, I mean, what's the difference of letting him go out and throw a couple more innings? But anyway, yeah, <laughs> Phillies and Phillies and White Sox seven and a half total in this game. The Phillies a minus one twenty six favorite. Zach Wheeler, Lance Lynn. Let's get started here with Wheeler. What are your thoughts on him going up against Chicago? Uh, I think he's just okay today. Definitely not at the top of my list, but not at the bottom either. So he's kind of in the middle, I think. Um, I think I, I wish I wish he was a little bit cheaper, and I think that would give me a little bit more consideration. But um, all in all, I, you know, he, he's, he's okay. I, I don't think he's at the top, though. My biggest concern, I mean, outside of, like you said, the 9600 is a, a tough price tag on a slate like this. We have DeGrom for a few hundred dollars more going Correct. against one of the worst offenses in baseball right now. So, I mean, that is the argument for Wheeler in a in, in a nutshell. But, I mean, if we look a little bit further, like he's struggling a little bit with command to start the season. He's walking guys at a much higher rate than we're used to for him in general. I mean, this is a guy that had a 6% walk rate last year. So, you know the walk rate being up a little bit concerns me hasn't really had like the dominant strikeout stuff um here's the thing about zach wheeler though if he is gonna be low owned and they do end up rolling this lineup out that like has seven righties i think he's playable in tournaments um whether you pair him with Degrom or you pair him with somebody else if they roll that right-handed heavy lineup that they roll out um i mean you're really worried about like sheets I'm not. Um, Colas, I'm not. So I think Zach Wheeler could be like a lineup ownership type of play. Uh, so I don't want to like write him off because I do think this is a, a potential get right spot. The White Sox are a low walk rate team. Um, so I could see this being like one of those spots where no one's talking about Zach Wheeler. He gets a really good lineup and he just goes out and he throws like seven stellar innings in this spot. So um for that reason, I want to leave him in my thought process. I don't know if he'll be in my player pool at the end of the day, but I want to see what the ownership in the lineup looks like. Lance Lynn on the other side of this game. I mean, another guy that's very splitsy, right? Um, he really wants to face like right-handed heavy teams. And I mean, they have enough lefties. Lance Lynn is a guy that, I mean, he just, he dominates righties. He struggles with lefties. His strikeout stuff is, he's just kind of reinvented his game. Finally had like a really good outing. Um, his biggest struggle so far this season is he's allowed six home runs and three starts. What are your thoughts here on Lance Lynn? Uh, my thoughts are he's at will for a cheaper price tag today. 
um, generally speaking. But uh, and for what it's worth, I will add this, I guess, this little tidbit. I do like Wheeler today. It's just I think the Grom and Gosman are better. So I, I think I'd play them together versus playing Wheeler. And that's really my my uh, synopsis on him. Um, I, I think Lynn is playable at 8,100, but I don't I don't know if I'll end up with, with him either. Um because you know it drops off really fast on this slate in terms of pitching. I feel like I'm gonna be committed to the guys up top mostly and then I'll figure it out from there. Uh but Lynn, I guess in tournaments, if you're trying to mix guys in, Lynn is definitely a mix in. Um, but I think he's more lineup dependent than anything. He gets six righties, you're probably in on that. All right, let's talk bats in this game. I mean, we just kind of went over that both of these guys are pretty extreme splits, guys. Um, is there anything standing out in this Philly lineup for you? Um, Trey Turner's matchup proof. Uh, if you want to, if you, if you want to, one hundred though, man. I know, but that, that I guess that's what I'm saying. If you want to spin up for Trey today to be extremely different. They could score three runs and he could have 15, 20 fantasy points. Like it's possible. So uh I, I do like Trey just man, he's he's so good. He's got so he many is. opportunities to score points. It's it's incredible. So um I I don't mind that angle. Um, but listen, you know, he is gonna see. I mean, really, I think if you're probably one off it, it's probably Kyle Schwarber because Lance Lynn is gonna have some trouble. You talked about the home run troubles, we already know that he has has had lefty troubles throughout his career. Schwarber's probably actually the ultimate one-off play today. It's probably a strikeout or a home run. It's one or the other. Yeah, I mean, Schwarber's the guy for me. Like, he's 330 ISO against right-handed pitching since the start of last season. We got a guy that struggles with left-handed power bats, and we have a guy that's struggling with home runs this season. Like, it all kinds of sets up for a big game from Schwarber. If you want to go cheap, um, Bryson Stout has been hitting leadoff for Philadelphia against right-handed pitching, and he's 3,600, second base eligible. I mean, this guy, what? He has a hit in every game this season, right? Like, I, I thought I remember reading that. I'm yeah, pretty he was, sure. He was in, yeah, for, for I think he has. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a hit in every game this season. So Definitely got playing one the, today. Playing the platoon. Game. Yeah, he had like three hits today. I mean, everybody got a hit for Philadelphia today. Um, and then, like, everybody in the stands got a hit, too. Um, it didn't matter what Cincinnati was throwing. So, Fun fact, and then I promise we'll speed up. Uh, JT Real Muto was the only person that did not get a hit in the first inning a- after the lineup turned over. So he didn't get one in the first inning at all. The lineup turned over, and I think I think there was an out recorded, or two, two, the two more outs were recorded before it got back to him. But, like, they turned him over. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. All right. Other side of this game, White Sox, Bats. I mean, I want to talk Wheeler with lefties. And, I, like, Sheets is just not going to be high up on my list today. Um, he's 2,600. He's cheap. Potentially hits cleanup um, here. He's just not a guy that, like, I see myself playing a lot of. But he would be the guy that I'd play if I was going to play anybody from the White Sox. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm playing any White Sox today. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like with Moncada out, Anderson out, like the White Sox lineup is not great. I mean, it just kind of goes back to that conversation about could Wheeler 
could Wheeler be the guy that is the contrarian pivot off of this next guy? We got Texas at Kansas City. We got DeGrom against Lyles. <laughs> Sorry, Lyles. Um, <laughs> this game has an eight total, and the Rangers are a 210 favorite. Um, we'll start with Jacob DeGrom. I, I mean, Everything we've seen now, like we talked about how he got a little unlucky in that first start against Philadelphia, but we've seen the strikeouts. We've seen the dominance. Um, he just faced this team, seven innings, two earned runs, nine strikeouts, 25.6 fantasy points. Um, I mean, I hate pitchers going back to back against teams, but I mean, Kansas City is the second worst team in baseball to start the year against right-handed pitching. And Jacob DeGrom, when healthy, is the best pitcher in baseball. I'm not overthinking this spot. I'm going straight back to Jacob DeGrom in this spot. Plug it in, plug it in, plug in Jacob DeGrom. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, I really like, at the end of the day, I don't see a reason not to have some exposure. I mean, I'm not fading him by any means. Um, you can obviously oh, I, make I'm a, going lock button. I, I, I'll yeah. just tell you right now. Lock button city. I, yeah, I mean, he probably ends up two of my three teams for me. So I don't know if I like go three of three, but I, I think there's a lot of options on the slate pitching wise. And I mean, he's the best option for me. I mean, it's as simple as that. I don't want to, again, I don't, I just don't want to overthink this spot. Jordan Lyles on the other side of this game. Any interest here in Lyles? No. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, Lyles is a guy that like one point of his career was really solid, but it's just not there anymore. 5.1 XFIP since the start of last season, 18.7% strikeout rate, really struggling with left-handed bats. And I think Texas has way more righties typically than lefties, but I still think like they're going to get to Lyles um, enough where he's not going to pay off this price tag. I mean, like DeGrom just faced this team. Well, Lyles just faced this team too. He allowed four in runs. He only scored eight fantasy points. Um, no interest for me in this spot for Jordan Lyles. I do, however, have some interest in the Texas Bats. I mean, they're on the road here. You know, Corey Seager is on the IL. Garver's on the IL. So we're getting potentially like a cheap secondary stack here. Like Grossman is 2,700. He's like bounced around in that like five to seven hitting spot range. So don't mind looking at him. 
Nate Lowe is cheap. Um, Heim is cheap at catcher at 3,200. So I think you there's definitely an argument to be made to a cheap secondary Texas stack against Jordan Lyles here. Yeah, I'm in on it for sure. Um, you know, I, I think this is a good spot for this team. And I, I don't, Stevie, I don't know if they go overlooked per se, but I don't think they're going to have the ownership as uh, some of the other teams we'll talk about. We already know Coors is on the slate, so uh, everybody's going to be up in, a, in an uproar about playing Coors bats. So uh, I will say, I think you talk about Grossman. I don't mind him. You know, perhaps, perhaps Jankowski cracks the lineup as well. He'll be in play. Um, I, I really don't mind anybody. Marcus Simmons at the top, he's expensive. Uh, but he's another guy that, in, in a sense, just continues to churn fantasy points. So uh, I'm I'm in on these guys. Heim should should be in the lineup as well. You know, he's another guy I think we can plug in there, 3,200. Not too expensive at catcher. I don't think that's too expensive for you. Um, so he's another guy. I, th- I think if even if you don't go full stack, a mini stack of Texas is not a bad idea today. A little three-man, I, I think that's big time in play against Laos. Yeah, and then as far as the Kansas City bats go, I mean, you're facing DeGrom. You don't really want to pick on him. And we all, we've been talking about like how Texas bullpen projected to be a bottom 10 bullpen. Well, right now, as of right now, they're a top 10 bullpen. So like you're not even getting that bad bullpen um, effect here for Kansas City. So like Texas early in the season still like we don't want to like look into bullpens too much but right now they've been a top 10 bullpen um worst five bullpens in the league right now chicago white Sox, philadelphia san francisco oakland and kansas city so back to that texas point not only are you getting lyles you're getting a bullpen that has struggled to start the year so just throwing that out there uh do you have any interest in the kansas city bats before we move on nope all right we're moving on all right, we got Arizona at St. Louis, eight and a half total in this game. Cardinals, a 158 favorite. We got Kelly and Flaherty facing off against each other. Any interest here in Merrill Kelly? No. A really tough spot. I mean, St. Louis, I don't I don't see myself playing a lot of pitchers just in general against St. Louis this year. Um, I feel like you're gonna win more than you're gonna lose. Look. By not picking on St. Louis this year. This this team's just it's such a solid lineup. There's no there's no real weak points to the lineup. So, I mean, there's some strikeouts, a little bit more than last year, but Kelly is a 22% K rate guy, really struggles with left-handed power bats. And they have enough lefties now where in the past, we're like, all right, pitchers that are good against righties, you could play them against St. Louis. Well, now they're like playing like four to six lefties every day. And and now, and now Newbar's in there too because they're sitting New Tyler O'Neill. So I, I, yeah, this is a tough spot. I, I, I'll give you this quick antidote here. Well, not antidote, but quick saying. So uh, Keller from Pittsburgh is like one of my favorite young pitchers for the year. Like I think he's going to have a really good season. I didn't touch him today against St. Louis. I think he ended with three strikeouts. Like that. That's what that's what you're dealing with when you're playing against this team. And Keller was sitting at about a thirty percent K rate on the season to start the season. And today, of course, he ends with three, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I just – I'm with you. I just don't pick on St. Louis. And, you know, if 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 I get burned, I get burned. But I don't I don't think we get burned here. I think if you leave Merrill Kelly on the shelf, you're good. 
All right, let's go to the other side. Uh, Jack Flaherty, who has kind of started the season with some big-time command issues. Um, oh, God. 13 walks in his first two games. Last time out against Colorado, uh, put together a much better start. One rock, six strikeouts, uh, in five and a third. I will note, I did a little dive. Did a little dive on him because um, Dean was asking me about Flaherty. And his velocity was back up in that last start against Colorado. I mean, so that's definitely something to note but will arizona is the worst team in the league you want to struggle with walks to because if they get on base they run and if you're struggling with command against this team i feel like we might be in that like thought process of like arizona might be a team that punishes low command pitchers and if that's going to be flarity this year i mean i don't know if i want to play him against arizona I'm not playing him against Arizona. I can tell you that right now. I'm not taking the bait here, Stevie. So so here's the thing for me, and I'm so glad you brought this up because his velocity was up, but that's not going to change his location issues. Like, so, I, and he still had a walk in that game. Like, this this past game was about his the best he probably could have pitched, and they still pulled him at 85 pitches. Now, he went in the 90s. The game before they pulled him at five and a third, still gave up five five hits, right? Still had a walk. In the other games, he had so many walks, he was just wasn't giving up any hits. Like I, I don't trust Flaherty here. Um, I know he got six strikeouts. Like Colorado's a team I don't trust. Arizona's a team that I don't think he, I don't think he gets the strikeouts in this game like he got against Colorado. And I'm with you. I think they're going to make him pay if he's having massive location issues. And I didn't I didn't dig into their their uh, their uh, zone swing percentage and stuff like that before the show this time, but the next time I, I am going to dig into them because I feel like it's kind of like Tampa Bay has changed their approach. I, I don't I don't see Arizona being a, a high strikeout team for him today. I think Flaherty's going to have some issues, so I, I'm not playing Jack Jack, uh, Jack Flaherty today. I mean, we're both kind of on the same page here, and Arizona's on the road. What are we thinking here? The bats are, I mean, they're a cheap stack. I don't know if I full stack them. I know you talk a lot about most of the time you're like a 4-4 type of stack person anyway. Um, I definitely want some exposure to the Arizona side of this game. One, they're on the road, so they're baked into the ninth inning, getting those extra um, at-bats potentially. And two, no one is expensive. I mean, the most expensive guy is Rojas. Um who probably has the lowest ISO on the team. So um, I'm not really missing a lot if I don't want to pay $4,600 for Rojas. What are we doing with Arizona? Yeah, I definitely think this is a team that, that you can stack. And, Steve, the thing is, like you said, they're cheap. And me personally, I want to play the big pitchers today anyway, DeGrom and, and Gaussman. Like, I kind of just want to go double barrel. So for me to do that, I'm going to need access to teams like Arizona uh, so I like this team. I like this team a lot. Um, you know, uh, I think that I think they can put on put on enough uh, a good enough performance uh, on the base paths. And you know, even if they poke through a couple runs early, a single here, a double there, with those prices, you know, I'll take ten points from from uh, Christian uh, from from Walker at thirty six hundred. He gets twelve. I'm great. Fourteen. It's a party. So I. I'm with you. I'm in on, on the Arizona stacks for sure. I don't want to forget about St. Louis in this game either. Um, I, I mean, they're just, they're really good offense in general. 
you know, stacked from top to bottom. So, I mean, I could see this potentially being like one of those game stacks that you're playing both sides of. Um, I mean, we don't really love the pitchers from what we were talking about. I don't mind getting some St. Louis bats here. Yeah, I don't hate it at all either, especially like we said, with no Tyler O'Neill. Now, look, he could they could very well bring O'Neill back tomorrow. So um, I think they just pulled him, Stevie, because he was just striking out so much. Um, I think he'd have maybe eight strikeouts through two games or something like that. Um, so I think they just they just quit playing him for a little while. Uh, but if Newt Bar's there, we already know uh, they've got some other lefties. I'm I I'm in on St. Louis. You can play the big bats uh, in Goldschmidt and Arenado if you choose, because all the other pieces are cheap enough. So I you know I I, I like Arizona against uh, against Merrill Kelly for sure. Especially if they have enough lefties. Yeah, 60, 60 degrees and 15 mile an hour winds blowing out to center. I mean, that doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. All right. We go to Houston. Toronto is the visiting team. We got Toronto oh, at yes. Houston. Eight total. Pick them game. Straight up pick them game. Um, I'm shocked. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look on some books, some books have it as Blue Jays minus like 116, but almost everywhere it's pick them. We got Gaussman against Javier. Let's talk Gaussman. He's 10-2. I know you already mentioned him earlier. What are your thoughts on him today? Yeah, I like Gaussman today. Like, look, I am not, Stevie, I repeat, I am not afraid of Houston right now against right-handed pitching. And most people are going to say, what? Listen, folks, Houston, as a team, as a team, they're striking out 23% overall. But when you look deeper at the numbers, at least the current numbers that we have. So Dubon just doesn't strike out. He's at like 2% and Bregman's at 18. And that's normal. Like, the, you know, Bregman, he doesn't strike out a lot anyway. Kyle Tucker's at 11. Well, he, all those guys are, you know, Bregman is part of the old regime. Tucker's part of the old regime. Stevie. Alvarez is at 23, but obviously he's got power. So he can still hit a home run. But these other guys, Stevie, and I was shocked at this one. Jose Abreu, 30% K rate. Unbelievable. Uh, Pena 34%, Hensley 40%, Myers 31%. This is this is insane. So, look, when Jose Altuve and Michael Brantley come back, this whole thing is going to change. But as of right now, Stevie, Houston's the team I just keep picking on. And you're telling me I get Gaussman coming to town today, and I, I just I don't I don't see. I, I just don't see Houston having a good day. The other thing, Stevie, is Gaussman's going to be throwing his splitter enough. Houston doesn't hit splitters at all. Like it's it's so bad. So I Gaussman's really him him and Degrom are just they're neck and neck for me today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think his upside is is certainly there in this spot. The Houston team, not the same team that we're typically talking about. I mean, they. They're 17th in WRC plus against right-handed pitching, but they're at 23.9% strikeouts. Like you mentioned, they have a 107 combined ISO against right-handed pitching this season. That's the second lowest in the MLB. Like we just got done talking about Kansas city, Kansas city, while they rank second to the last in WRC plus, I mean, they have a 125 ISO. This team has a, what is it? 107, 107 ISO. The only team lower is Washington. So they're just not hitting for a lot of power. 
Do you have to worry about Alvarez? Yeah, you do. Um, he is a absolute stud. Is Kyle Tucker good? Yeah, Kyle Tucker is good. Um, so I mean, I'm 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 concerned when it comes to those guys, but I mean, Galson has a 30% K rate against righties. This lineup is going to be right-handed heavy. Um, I, I like this spot. I'm with you on Gaussman. And then the, the other side of this game, Javier, I mean, Christian Javier has shown big strikeout ability um, just in general. And since the start of last season, Will, he has a 38.6% strikeout rate against right-handed hitters. I cannot wait to see what his ownership is on this slate. 9,200. He really hasn't had a stellar game yet. This is a very right-handed heavy team. If Christian Javier is going to be a guy that's lower owns, dude, sign me up for some strikeouts here. I don't know if I play him in DFS, but I'm definitely going to be considering him. Uh, It's kind of like that conversation that we were having about Wheeler. I like this spot for Javier. Um, On paper, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, man, this is a, this to me. This is an interesting one because as of right now, in terms of their team, Houston's not striking out a bunch against right-handed pitching. Uh, I think as a team, Stevie, they're around 50 percent. If my my memory serves me correctly, on Houston, at least early on this season, like I don't think anyone's really striking out. I think maybe outside of uh, Kavon Biggio, I think he was striking out a, a fair amount, around thirty percent. But outside of that, I don't think anybody else is is high and so i guess it's just balancing javier's upside versus the guys that they're just not striking out a ton so i think in this situation you definitely side with javier and even if he doesn't pick up you know seven strikeouts like he could probably go six innings get five or six here and maybe not give up a ton of runs if babbitt's on his side at 9200 i'm with you if the ownership's low i think you take a shot um but I do think with some with these low K rates, they can they can negate his upside some. Oh yeah, I'm just honestly I'm chasing the ceiling if he's going to be low on. Um, yeah, is my thought process here. And like, man, sign me up for getting like a pitcher's umpire in this game. Like, give us a pitcher's umpire. We like Gaussman. We like Javier. Give us a pitcher's umpire in this game. Oh yeah. All right, let's talk some bats here. Um, Honestly, Javier is a fly ball guy. So, like, looking at Toronto, Bichette and Vlad are two guys that hit the ball on the ground a ton. So, they definitely benefit from a fly ball guy. So, I think those would be where I would go the most if I'm leaning playing anybody here from Toronto. I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would – I'd be taking shots on – Bouchette and Vlad, um, these would be like the home run plays I'd be chasing in this spot. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Chapman either. Like he's he's close. His ISO is up there right now for the season. He's got a pretty nice walk rate this season as well. Like for Matt Chapman to have a sixteen percent K rate to righties right now should tell you everything we need to know about where this team is because typically he's in the twenties. So I I like Chapman. Um, I, I think he's got a He's got an off chance to, to, to send one out of the park today as well. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm just throwing his name in the mix. Anything that you like here on the Houston side? I don't. I, I think I think you can one off. Um, 
jeez, uh, Alvarez, and, and maybe Tucker. But I, Houston's a team. I, I don't think I want to play them today against Galspin. I don't. I don't think I want to do it. Alvarez in his career, even though it's very short and we don't have a large sample size, he has struggled with the splitter. So if you are playing the angle of Gaussman thought process and you're knowing that Gaussman's going to attack this team, you know, throwing the splitter. I mean, this guy throws his splitter a lot, especially against lefties. He's at like 45% against lefties um, over the last yeah. few years. So um, if you are going to play that like angle, I mean, he could just attack Alvarez with splitter after splitter um, and, you know, that could negate a lot of Alvarez's upside here. So, I mean, overall, if I'm building 150 teams, I get exposure to this game. If I'm playing three, like I typically do, I'm probably not playing a lot of bats, if any bats from this game. So, yep. Um, Pittsburgh at Colorado. Here we go. Let's talk about it. 11 and a half total. We got Hill, Rich Hill facing Kyle Freeland. The Rockies are a 154 favorite here. Pittsburgh at Colorado. Did I say that? I think I said it, but now yeah. that I was like talking about it. So um, Rich Hill on the mound going up against the Rockies. I mean, God. yeah, you know, oh, people are going to like Chorus today. They have every reason oh. to like Chorus today. It's the best hitting conditions that we have on the slate. <sighs> we got Rich Hill on the mound. Um, I am not playing Rich Hill today. Nope. Back to it. Yeah, 216 ISO against right-handed hitters, 41% fly balls, 5x FIP, and a under 9% swinging strike rate since the start of last year. So uh, it's been a rough go. Kyle Freeland on the other side of this game, Will. This guy has been running really hot. <laughs> he is running hot. Um, good well, podcast, by the way. Year. Good podcast. Yeah, like – he his BABIP is really low and his his he's just not he, he's not missing bats and like it's just being hit to players and it's tough because like Pittsburgh isn't necessarily the team that is going to like pound a pitcher so I don't know what to do I'm not playing Freeland let me just say that I'm not playing Freeland today yeah I'm not I'm not either and his price is starting to creep up too, Stevie. Like, like why is he – he's been 7K all season. Like, at some point, that's got to come back down. Yeah, I mean, I looking into his stats and looking into his advanced metrics and stuff, <laughs> there's no way I'm playing Freeland. He, he is – he's running really good. Somebody else got away with some, something similar to this a couple years ago too. I feel like it was Patrick Corbin maybe. But I don't know if I'm right, but I feel like Corbin was just like when he was in Arizona, like for a little stretch, like he just got away with so much stuff. And then finally, he just came back down to earth. And that's what I feel like is about to happen with Freeland here. There's a blow up game coming. Like they from Freeland, it's coming. My problem is who do we attack him with on the Pittsburgh side? Um, it, it's tough, right? Hayes should hit leadoff in this spot with Cruz out. So. You get Hayes at 3,800. You get McCutcheon. He's 5K. Brian Reynolds is someone that's just hitting everything right now. Um, and they don't – the problem, right, right? Like, the other problem is they don't have a lot of lefties in the bullpen. So, like, if you're playing the righties to get the platoon, 
you're likely not going to get another lefty in the bullpen if you do get him out early in the game. Um, what are you doing with the Pittsburgh bats here? Oh, the X button, Steve. You know, you know what I'm doing. I'm not playing these. They're like Brian Reynolds warrants the 6K price tag. McCutcheon at 5K. Uh-uh. I mean, you got Bay at 4K. Like, I get it. I just – let me say this. I'm not playing Freeland, but I, I'm just – I'm not playing Pittsburgh today. And Santana is cheap. Um I just can't, man. I can't. I think it's it's other spots I can go. Now, when we talk about the other side of this game, I, I have a theory. I will say, like, um, Connor Joe is cheap, 3,500. I don't mind getting some exposure to the cheap bats. I don't know how much I'm going to go out of my way to play, like, Reynolds. Um, I mean, I just – I don't really want to play a lot against Freeland, but in the back of my head, I just know that he has been so lucky that it's going to – like, it's going to change, and he's going to have, like, this game, and I don't want to miss it. <laughs> so uh, that that that's where I'm at. But I will say, like on the other side of this game, even if the Rockies were not in cores today, I would be playing Rockies bats against Rich Hill. So I want to play some Rockies bats here. So 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 today is it's not an exception for me, Stevie. Um, I look, man. I'm still most likely going to end up with probably no cores exposure. Or, or or very low. Like, I don't know if I stack this king or stack these guys. But Rich Hill's got awful right now. Like, Stevie, he's throw- – His curveball just doesn't I, curve anymore. And Stevie, that's what he throws 40% of the time. Stevie, <laughs> listen, listen. So, the other day, I actually – and I was actually watching this game. Because, I, you know, sometimes I actually watch, like, a full game. Because I'm like, wait a minute. I just got to watch this for myself. Rich Hill threw, like, a 71-mile-per-hour curveball. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, all right. Look, man. I, <laughs> folks, I, I don't play course, okay. But I'm telling you, like, I think you need some pieces from Colorado. It'll probably be Crone and Blackman, all the power backs. I, I, I think. Look, man. I don't like to play course, but I'm. T- I watched Richel pitch in this game. Okay, it was bad, and it's. I if he throws a 70 mile per hour curveball tomorrow, which he will, somebody send it out of the park, Stevie. And that's that's really my my I don't want to say conundrum. I hate playing cores. I'm not playing anyone from Pittsburgh, but I think I'm gonna have to because I know what's coming. I'm gonna have to have some Colorado exposure, and that's a lot coming from me because I never play cores. But trust me, folks, Rich Hill is really bad this season. Like I I can't stress enough how bad he's been. I would have some one-off pieces or something because a couple guys are probably going to hit home runs here. That, that's that's my spiel on this. Oh, buddy. I mean, CJ Crone <laughs> smashes curveballs already. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's, it's so bad. Folks, I really, is bad. Yeah, I really hope we get that like first setting um, in-play runs with CJ Crone. I mean, he's one of my favorite hitters on the entire slate. Like In-play runs. He, yeah, he smashes curveballs. Um, so, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris Bryant, CJ Crone, top-end plays. And then, I mean, I don't mind potentially playing some Blackman. 
Montero is a guy that has struggled with breaking balls, but Rich Hill's breaking ball just isn't good anymore. So I don't mind, you know, getting some exposure to him. And it's kind of seeing who's in the lineup. I mean, the bottom half of this lineup's cheap, so you can kind of play with the lineup and just hope that you could pay up to get Brian and Crone and then just kind of see who else is in there. Um, so I mean I it, it's can't a stress enough how bad Rich it's, a, it's a it's a good spot. Pittsburgh bullpen not good, Colorado bullpen not good. I think we're gonna see some games uh with some plenty of points in this series. So all right, core is over. Let's move on to Oakland. Man, did you watch that basketball game? Warriors and Kings. Oh, I saw. Oh. I saw. I, I so. I know you, know, you had a lot going on this week. weekend. Yeah, I was out of town, but uh, my son was watching it like on his phone, so yeah. he was just kind of like, oh, oh, you know, kind of, kind of giving little, little tidbits. But uh, hey, man, the Kings are for real. But we knew this; they're a three seed. We did. I mean, they're good. It's going to be yeah. a fun series. Fun series. Yeah. Hope Giannis is okay. Um, and John Morant. Both guys got banged up on Sunday. Tyler Hero also broke his hand today, by the way. Crazy oh, injuries. What's Crazy. All right. We got the Cubbies. We got Oakland. And we have a eight and a half total. The Cubs are 142 favorites. Any interest here in the young Hayden Wazinski? Uh, I think I have to, Stevie. Like, He's a guy I've, I've played some this year anyway. And so today you're telling me that I get a chance to take a shot on him against Oakland. Like, as bad as he, he maybe possibly has looked here, he faced Cincinnati and and uh, and Seattle. I'm, I'm more than willing to take a shot on Hayden Wisniewski today. Like, I'm perfectly fine with it at 6,300. Yeah, he's my cheap pitcher today. I mean, he's a he's a talented prospect. Oakland's not a great offense. Um, I mean, this is a team that has plenty of strikeout ability. And, I mean, this guy has an above-average slider. So that is going to generate strikeouts. It, it's coming. Like, the strikeouts really haven't been there yet. Um, Seattle's a good hitting team. The wind was blowing out in that game. He, he got absolutely smushed. And... Did not pitch well. Pitched his first game in Cincinnati. I mean, he really hasn't had like a good spot yet. This is his spot. If he struggles here, I won't talk about him again, but I do think like he's the cheap pitcher today. Like if you're going under 7K on DraftKings today, he's the guy. We're not playing Weathers. We're not playing Lyles. We're not playing Flexen. We're not playing Hill. We're not playing Moeller. We're not playing Peterson. This is the guy, like, if you're under 7K, that you're going to take some shots on. And we do have a lot of bats on this site. We haven't talked about the Atlanta Braves. They're in a fantastic spot today. Oh, buddy. So, we're on yeah. a countdown for them. I know you did. Um, all right, the other side of this game, Kyle Moeller. I mean, this guy, just he he's big time struggling with command right now. Um, this will be his fourth start of the season. We've seen him pitch enough this year to kind of have an idea, but – I don't think I want to take some shots on him. What are your thoughts here? Nah, as my daughter would say, not today. Not today. Um, yeah, man, I think your I think your daughter's right. Not today. Um, not today. <laughs> I, again, like I feel like we've seen enough of Moeller to know, like low walk rate guy, deep like below average strikeout rate guy, like. <sighs> 
he looked like he had promised when the was he with the Braves? I think. Shout out! Um, shout out to the Braves front office, man. We just keep making good trades. Yeah. Good decisions. Gosh. Yeah. So I don't know, man. His his numbers against righties have been really bad. I don't know how many lefties I want to play. He's had some really good pitches against lefties, but let's talk some bats here. Um, anything standing out to you for the Chicago Cubbies? So the Cubs, I actually, I sneakily like the Cubs today, Stevie, because of this spot, like. You know, Dansby, I do think Dansby's overpriced for what it's worth. Like, I, I really think he's overpriced. I don't I don't hate him um, in this spot here. I don't hate Ian Happ. Like, the, you know, it's just I, I think you can one-off this team. Maybe I don't stack them, but I, I think I one off it just to pick up some points. So, um, Muller's going to give up some runs today for what it's worth. It's just, you know, where they're going to come from, who can you string together. Um, but all in all, I, I do like the Cubs, um, generally speaking. Definitely a stack I'm looking at today. Um, Horner, Swanson, Suzuki, Wisdom, Mancini. Steam kind picking of good against left-handed pitching. Picking up Trey Mancini, I thought, was like the underrated splash play. Like, them getting Dansby was kind of like, oh, we got them. But getting... Mancini was like to me that was the key. That, that that that's yeah. They quietly just went out and got a bunch of guys that nobody else wanted. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, not Swanson. They went out and got Swanson. He got paid. Um, he got his ring already. He got paid. But I yeah. mean, look at the rest of the team. They went out and got some guys that. I mean, where did Jan Gomes, Cody Bellinger, Eric yeah, Hosmer, Bellinger. Trey Mancini? Yeah. Like, so. But, but these I, guys I think, are professionals. Yeah, I think the Cubs are. I think the Cubs are in a really interesting spot here against Moeller today. Yeah. Um, I I was talking earlier about like bullpens and Oakland. Man, they're a bad bullpen. If the Cubs can get to Moeller and get to the bad part of this bullpen early, like they can keep going. Um, so I think the Cubs are definitely on my list. I don't know if I full stack them, but definitely a secondary type of stack today. Um, yeah, there isn't a Cub from the championship. I know. Um, all right. Any interest in the Oakland bats here? Uh, not really. I, it's just I, I don't think they're going to punish him. And I know Wesneski hasn't been like crushing it, but I don't. I just I don't think they get to him today. Oakland's been bad, very bad. Yeah. The one thing I will say about Oakland in general is they're just extremely cheap. So if you wanted to take some shots. I don't hate it. Brent Rooker is off to a really strong start to start the year. So you could potentially take some shots on him. Um, they're just all really cheap. So like, if you need like a, a cheap, like one or two, like man, like one off or a two man little mini stack or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't hate the idea of maybe looking at some of these cheap bats. If you're not playing like Wazinski on that team. So all right, Milwaukee at Seattle. We have a seven and a half total in this game. Burns against Flexen. Brewers, a 140 favorite on the road. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Burns? Um, I, I, I got to take one more wait and see, Stevie. I, I don't, Burns is not going to trick me into thinking that suddenly he's back. Like, and, and I'm saying that because he probably had the worst spring training of any actual ace that I that I feel like I've seen in a long time. And then magically he just comes out. 
against Arizona and, and mows this team down like like a legit clinic. Um, so you know, had three hits, no walks. I I'm gonna take a wait and see here again, Stevie. I just I can't pull the trigger. If Burns at 8,800 is probably the ultimate tournament play if he's right, right? Like if he's right at 8,800, he can get you 30 fantasy points. I just, I just, I don't know. And I, I haven't watched any film from that game, Stevie, so I don't know if anything changed in his delivery. Or, or, you know, I just, I, so I'm going to take a wait and see approach to try to watch this game and just kind of see how it unfolds. And if it burns me, then. I have to get burned. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's a, a tough offense, but they also strike out a bunch. Um, I sat here on this podcast his last start, and I said, let's take some shots on Burns against Arizona. Man, did it ever work out. Um, he was one of the pitchers that was complaining a lot about the 30-second clock, and I think that like he, he got into a better rhythm last time out. His velocity was up. Um, a mile an hour, which is huge for a guy that throws hard, um, like hard cutters and hard uh, sliders. So I don't want to say he's back, but he looked great. Um, I watched a lot of that start. He just looked way more in rhythm. He looked more like Corbin Burns. So I think he's still underpriced. I think this is a tough matchup. I'm not going to argue that. Look at the strikeouts here. Suarez, Riley, Teoscar, Clinic, like, Rodriguez, no. there's plenty of strikeouts. I mean, is there power? Yes. No one is going to say that Seattle doesn't have power this year. They have plenty of it. I'm attacking the strikeouts here. Um, again, I think I think everybody wants to build like a DeGrom Gaussman team today. And I mean, if I played cash games, that is exactly where I would start. Um, I'm not saying that. I just think like in tournaments, who can beat them? Well, Corbin Burns can beat them. So I have interest. Um, I think he's going to run support too because, I mean, Chris Flexen's not good. No, he's not good at all. And, and, and look, don't forget about our good friend Wesneski. I, I don't think we see it. Well, maybe. We might because it's Oakland. But uh, I, look, I'm with you, man. I, like th- This is the fade I'm afraid of because he, he's too cheap if he's right. Like he's way yeah. too cheap if he's right. Um you know what? I think so. Here's what I'll do: if it's two, three entry, I mean, if it's single entry, three entry max, I probably won't do it. I get anywhere near twenty entry max. Twenty. If I get start getting the twenty entry max and one fifty, he's going to go in the pool. I think he's going to have to just in case. All right, we don't we don't want to play flex on the other side, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Stacking against him last time out was fun. Um, so, I mean, Chris Flexen, he is, he's, he's definitely reverse splits. We've seen it now for years. So I think this is a great spot for a guy like Willie Adamas. I, I think he has big time upside in this game. He's also pretty expensive. Outside of that, I mean, Contreras at catcher, 3,800, under 4K for catcher is fine. Um, Tellis, I know he's reverse splits, but I think Tellis is, like, if you're stacking Milwaukee, getting exposure to Tellis isn't the craziest idea. Or Mitchell, like, because they're cheap. I mean, Milwaukee's cheap. Overall, like, if you're not playing Yelich, like, I, I'm not playing Yelich. I don't think I've played Yelich once this year. I don't think I will play Yelich once this year unless he is, like, 3,500 randomly. If he gets down to Michael Brantley, because he's the same player as Michael Brantley now, 
if he gets down to Michael Brantley price, I'll play him. But at this price tag, I'm not playing Yelich. So Contreras, Anderson, Adamas, um, and then like like I said, if you want to go down to like Mitchell at 3K, I wouldn't talk you off of that. Um, Terang is like 2400 at, at second base if you want to punt second baseman. Um, so yeah, I, I want to attack Chris Flexen. I don't think he's good. Will is changing out earphones. Um, getting it going here. Are we good, Will? Good. I won't let you talk about Milwaukee then. Um, <laughs> there's nothing worse than when you're doing shows and your headphones die. There's nothing worse when that happens. But can you hear me? All right. You can't hear me yet. All right. Let's talk. Seattle bats. Um, I mean, again, like the Seattle team in general, there's a ton of power in this lineup. Rodriguez is a guy that's hitting with a ton of power. Kelnick is a guy that at one point was like a top three prospect in all of baseball. I think it was like two or three years ago. And he is just, he's crushing the ball. He's doing what we kind of wanted him to do like a year ago. So, um, Will, if you can hear me, what are your thoughts here on Seattle? Great, thank you. I don't know what happened. My headphones, my left, my headphones turned off, and I was like, "Well, they shouldn't be turned off because they were at a hundred percent." I think I mistakenly pressed the button, like adjusted it in my ear, and uh, so then you were talking. And I was like, "So I keep a, a pair of uh, wired ones for this reason, just in case." Um, but then they turned back on randomly, so I, I didn't need to plug it in. But about Seattle, uh, I, I do. I think. I think in some of my non-Burns teams, I take a shot on them. In in the event that he's just something screwed up, he's you know not in rhythm, um, hasn't found his way back yet to be a true ace pitcher. Um, I think I think I take a shot, um, but that's on non-Burns teams. And I'm not just gonna I'm not stacking Seattle like too deep. But I think let's say if I if I if I'm in twenty entry max, maybe I stack them in one or two, like just just in case. Um, if, if I'm at maybe 150 lineups, maybe I put them in 10 ish, you know, to try to, uh, so roughly about 10%, I guess is what that equates to roughly. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel about Seattle today. I don't, I don't want to stack them deep, um, make them a primary stack, but just in case Burns isn't right, I'm, I'd like to have a, a little bit of exposure because when he, when he, when he hasn't been right, he's had some issues. Atlanta at San Diego, eight and a half total in this game. The Braves, a 154 favorite. Max Freed returning from the IL pitching here. It was a hamstring injury. Um, it was opening day injury. So, I mean, I would assume that we don't see like a, a big pitch count for him here. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I I don't want to play Freed. We'll talk about it in just a second. I don't want to play Ryan Weathers on the other side of this game either um, oh, no. against Atlanta. But all right. Um, Max Freed, Will, he's 8,100. I mean, super fair price tag for Max Freed. We know how good of a pitcher he is. I looked and he didn't make any rehab starts. I have a hard oh, time seeing God. him go like more than 70 pitches in this start. <sighs> They yeah, need arms, man. At, you know, you're a Braves fan. You watch yeah, Braves. Yeah, I know. They, they need arms bad. 
I I wasn't I wasn't gonna play Freed anyway. Um but yeah, at 8100, I just I can't. And I'm with you. Like Stevie, he might he yeah, I, I would say 70 is his max. I'm thinking if he hasn't had a rehab start, usually in a rehab start, they go three or four innings at least. Yep. And he didn't get that. So God, he might be capped at 60, but I, maybe that's extreme. But he, he's definitely not going 85 pitches here. If he does, I'd be, I, I don't know what they're thinking. So I, I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how he's going to come out and throw a hundred pitches. So, while like I, I don't, I don't hate the spot overall um, against Padres. I just there's no way that I, I think you can trust. Like this slate's really solid when it comes to pitching and hitting. Mm-hmm. Freed getting 70, 75 pitches just not enough. I mean, just not enough. Yeah. Not a ton of power in the Padres lineup for what it's worth against left-handed pitching, and they they don't strike out a ton, but yeah. Uh, Ryan Weathers on the other side of this game, Will. He has been someone that has tilted me a couple times already this season. Um, He's pitching a little bit above his head. Um, I mean, it's just, it's coming. You know, we talk about this, a couple pitchers already on the slate that have run good. This dude has a 13% K rate this season with a 5x FIP and a 2.7 ERA. He's not missing bats. If you cannot throw the ball past Atlanta, they're going to smash you. Two pitch pitchers against a team like Atlanta is not going to work. I do not want to play Ryan Weathers here. Yep, zero exposure. Give me the Braves. My favorite stack on the slate. All day long. Over cores. Definitely my favorite stack yes. on the slate. Yes. Love this spot for Atlanta. Yes. Push them up. Push them up. Love the Braves. Um, I, I think they are going to get some ownership here, though, Stevie. I, I just I want to see where yeah. we oh, end no, up. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. So I, I'm not really worried about it. I think along with some of these other hitters, I, I mean, I got to say, man, Matt Olson is probably one of, one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now, um, along with a handful of others. I mean, Stevie, every day. I mean, if you're watching the game, it's just – excitement i mean he went to kansas city and just single-handedly drove in runs like it incredible really um so i, I like olsen 5300 um he's one of my he's one of my top plays on the day uh ronald acuna jr stevie feels like he steals a base every other day like it's just <laughs> seriously like it, it's, uh, it's listen incredible. i laugh cause i i don't disagree with you so i I'm in, you know, Albies is still very reasonably priced. Um, he's been hitting well, too, you know, considering, like, just I, – I like this team, Stevie. I, I don't think we have to um, – we don't have to really, you know, pump these guys up. I think everybody knows we can play the Braves. I think I saw in the comments somebody saying the next decision we could make would be to uh, – uh, I think uh, D- <laughs> get probably DFA uh, Ozuna, man, he's long removed from those that, those Miami days where I felt like he hit everything. Um, but you know they're playing they're playing him now just for the outfield. They're not playing him for his bat. So hopefully uh, he can just kind of pick it up a little bit. Um, but Rosario, he should be playing. I think in this game as well, twenty five hundred. Like I, the Braves are just. A good I don't team, think man. Rosario plays in this game or starts. They they've been playing Pilar against lefties. 
Kevin Pillar yeah. is twenty two hundred right. and he's been playing You're against right. lefties. Yeah. You're right. So we'll see if Ozuna's in the lineup over Rosario, but I think he's no think Ozuna's Pilar, gonna be in there. He's yeah, gonna be in there for Pilar, defense. I think Pilar cracks the lineup here. Um so and then I mean you get you get Vaughn Gresham at thirty one hundred. So like if you are I mean you're paying up like in a brave stack, you're building around Acuna and Riley and Olsen. I know it's lefty lefty for Olsen. I don't care. Like Will oh, said, yeah, he's yeah. one of the most locked in hitters at the plate to start the year. Five home runs already, 20 hits and 64 at bats. Like he's 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 off to a really strong start. So I, you're building around those three guys, and then it's whether or not like you have enough salary to get Albies, or if you need to go cheap. Ozuna's cheap, Pilar's cheap, and Gresham's cheap. Um, Murphy, Murphy might be that guy that like makes it over Albies for me. Sean Murphy's a really good hitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely in this spot for sure. Yeah. Um, San Diego, any interest here in the the Padres bats? Look, man. I do actually, Stevie. Here's here's why though, and and I know I sometimes I play these interesting angles. You're telling me Max Freed hasn't hasn't basically had any rehab starts, which I you know we already know about, and he's got to come out and basically just kind of wing it. Max Freed's a great pitcher, Stevie. Like I I, I actually really like him a lot. Uh, he he's probably our actual ace when he's right when he's healthy. I just I don't see it, Stevie. I, I don't see how he goes out here and actually has a good game today. So I that's really why I'm interested in just kind of a light lightly stacking the, the Padres because I'm ex, I'm expecting free to, to fail here, which is I know it's bad, which means he's probably gonna throw a no-hitter through five, but <laughs> I just I I have to attack him today when I know he's not ready to pitch. Like he's not ready, Steve. I don't I don't think unless other things have happened. I mean, you pitched, you know how this goes. I played second. So I, you know, I know enough. I I don't think he's ready. I just, I don't. I mean, hamstring injuries are tough. Um, The one good thing about like a hamstring injury is you can still throw flat ground um, and you're not putting as much. So I I don't think he goes deep, Um, but like throwing the baseball, if his hamstring is not bothering him, I think he'll be okay. Um, so my my biggest concern, one, the San Diego pricing is pretty high for like this spot. If Freed is pitching okay and he goes, say, say he goes five innings, right? Because I, I think that's the likely outcome. If they can get him to five, I think that's kind of where they, even if he's at like 60, 65 pitches and he's at five, I think they're like, hey, let's let's take this as a win. We'll go back out yeah. in five days. Um, Atlanta has the best bullpen in baseball to start the season. Like they have been the best bullpen to start the year. Them in Tampa and Minnesota have been the best three bullpens to start the year. So say Freed gets to five, maybe gives up a run or two. You get the good part of that bullpen that's been shutting teams down all year. It's just, it's tough for me to get behind playing a lot of San Diego bats because one price Two Freed is good when he's on, and three Atlanta bullpen's been great. So, I mean, that's my that's my counter argument to San Diego. Oh, yeah. Understood. New York Mets, Los Angeles Dodgers. We finish it out. Peterson against May, eight and a half total in this game. The Dodgers, a 164 favorite. Uh, any interest here in David Peterson? 
I mean, look, I, I, I've got some. It's it's very light, Stevie. Um, I I don't I don't know if he has as much upside as Wesneski, and that's where I'm kind of on the fence with it. I'm not afraid of the Dodgers this year. I'm still cautious because they do have some guys that can hit. Um, so I think if I think he doesn't make three entry max, I think he makes. I don't think he makes twenty max, but I do think if I'm playing one fifty, I think I get light exposure to him. Yeah, I mean, so to give you guys an idea, right? On Sunday, Sunday slate, we had the Dodgers against Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley threw five and two thirds. He had three strikeouts. He gave up one run against Dodgers. Yes, JD bets they're good, but the Dodgers are not in a position to take out Muncie and Freeman on a daily basis right now. And honestly, they're playing Outman every day too. And he, he's been hitting lefties. Can he keep it up at as high rate as he has been? Peterson has a 32% K rate against lefties and he's a ground ball guy. Um, The Dodgers are not the same Dodgers team. If like, it's really just ownership, right? Like Peterson is that second guy that's under seven K for me. And if Wazinski gets the ownership and Peterson doesn't, I'll take shots on Peterson. Um, I mean, yeah. Peterson's a good pitcher. He's a much better pitcher than Drew Smiley, who just pitched well against this oh, team yeah. yesterday. Absolutely. So, I mean, you're just worried about the walks. Anytime you're playing Peterson, you're worried about the walks. The Dodgers have one of the highest walk rates in baseball against left-handed pitching. So that's the the counter-argument to my argument. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe I missed my calling as a lawyer. Um, I got this argument and counter argument thing down. Um, <laughs> Dustin May. I said it last time out, man. I said that he was running really good and he, he finally had that like struggle spot against San Francisco. The Mets are a team that even, even this year, they're not striking out against no. right-handed pitching and they're such no. a tough offense against right-handed pitching. Do they have a ton of power to be determined? But where they're at right now um, with strikeouts, they have the lowest strikeout rate again this year in baseball through, what is it? They had 276 at-bats. They have a less than 18% K rate against righties. So I don't think I want to play Dustin May at 8.4K against this offense with all of these other pitchers on the slate that have bigger strikeout rates. Yep. I'm not playing them at all. I mean, the Mets... They've been a problem this year, even when they're not scoring runs. Like they're not, they're not striking out against right-handed pitching. So I, I I'm not playing Dustin May. They don't have a ton of power. Um, is there anything bats-wise here on the Mets that you like? Uh, I mean, not nothing like specifically. Um, like for instance, you've got um, Brandon Nemo at 4,200, which is like cheap enough to where like if he's the last guy in, I don't care. Um, you know, th- th- that's kind of how I would treat the Mets today. Um, Escobar hasn't been been great. He's usually my guy, man. But, you know, even at 3,100, like if he's the last guy in, if he's playing, I, I don't hate it. Jeff McNeil's 37. If he's the last guy in, I don't hate it. That's kind of what I how I feel about the Mets. But I'm, I'm not stacking it. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe like you said, one offs not going out of my way to stack the Mets. Um, any interest in the Dodgers here? 
I don't ever hate Mookie, man. Um, you know, he, he could take a walk. He could steal a base or two. Like, if there's one guy I play on this team today, uh, it, it's for sure Mookie Betts. Um, yeah, sorry. I was looking at I was looking at something really quick. I can't remember, and I, uh, I'm struggling to find it, like, super fast, but I can't remember if Dustin May is a guy that gives up stolen bases or not. Um, we forgot to, we forgot to mention like going almost all the way back to a game that we talked about earlier. Um, Christian Javier is like one of the guys you target stolen bases against. Um, so just throwing that out there anyway, Dodgers bats. Just Mookie for me. Oh, you said that. I'm sorry. I, we're good. Yeah. I mean like with Will Smith on the IL, um, with the concussion protocol thing, for he's at least what is it seven days at least uh, that just takes out one of the right-handed power bats in this lineup um I, I mean so at the end of the day with him out um i mean barnes is a defensive catcher so uh he got ejected on sunday <laughs> like, clayton, Ker- clayton kershaw's catcher he is i mean he is so uh yeah i don't know who they're going to they're gonna to have to call up another catcher right because i mean they can't just have barnes and i think everybody else is down so with smith going on the concussion protocol on sunday i don't yeah i mean it has to be barnes right austin wins right is that the other guy i think it's Austin wins. but anyway all right Let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Chat says, Will, only one mute button tonight getting better. It wasn't well, even a mute button. Yeah. It, was it was his ears. Guys, and look, man, I usually don't mute a lot anyway. Like, this was just, you know, early season MLB stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's play the morning grind game. Give me a pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Hayden Wesneski. I like it. I'm going to go Peterson. He muted his ear pod. <laughs> he technically <laughs> muted his ear pod. Oh, they got you. Oh, Derek got you. Uh, over over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, let's go Max Free. I like that one. Pitch count is the biggest concern there. Yep. Um, I'm going to go Dustin May. I don't oh, really I like, like it. this spot for Dustin May. I like May. it. Over 4K, not in cores to hit a home run. Who do you got going yard today? Matt Olson. Come on, baby. Bring it home. Bring it home. I'm going to go to the same game. I'm going to go Austin Riley hits his fourth home run of the season tonight. Like it. Under 4K to get two hits, not in cores. Who do you got? This one's going to surprise you. I'm going with Mr. Jankowski from Texas, 2,800. One of my favorites today. I mean, honestly, I I have no problems with that um, at all in this spot. I I think I'm off the board today a little bit. Um, Me too. Yeah. We'll see, but I'm gonna go Brian Anderson from Milwaukee. Ooh. I like the reverse splits against Flexen. Anderson, he's not a bad hitter, man. Um, he's not a great hitter, but he's not a bad hitter. Pretty average. Yeah. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Not even going to go with the Braves. I'm going to stick to a team that we talked about. I'm actually going to go with the Texas Rangers. I think they get the Lions today. I think I like they get that. to them. 
Yeah, going way back to that like early game again. Remember like what we were talking about in that game, but I like that Kansas City bullpen's really been struggling. I'm gonna kind of think the same process, right? Um, I'm gonna think a pitcher that has been struggling, a bullpen that's been struggling. So give me the Chicago Cubs to score six Ooh, or more runs today. I like it. I like it. Will any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. Listen, I've been having a blast, man. The YouTube chat's been on fire for the morning grab pod. So this is this is fantastic, guys. T- tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your cousins, aunts, uncles, tell your friends, man. Come come hang out with us. Having having a ball. Yeah, man, we're having fun. So if you want to have fun with us, make sure you subscribe to the Roto Grinders YouTube page. Roto Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We have a separate one that we go live on each and every night, um, Sunday night through Thursday night. So Monday through Friday podcast slates. We are going to be out of here. I'll be on Grinders Live later. If you want my final thoughts on this slate in general, I'll be on Grinders Live with Dean at, I think, 5 Eastern. So come hang out. Hope everyone has a fantastic Monday, if that's a thing. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.